1: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. (laughs) The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the
2: end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Lugano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now it's hurt. Team Penske, cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame.
1: NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley.
2: Everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you as we continue our countdown to the 64th running of the Great American Race. And we got lots to talk about on today's installment. We are going to give you a media day recap. Wednesday at Daytona International Speedway. Every driver in the field for the Daytona 500 sat down with us at mrn.com. We had lots of differing conversations and the like. We'll walk you back through a best of version of that. We're also going to give you the odds for the Daytona 500, a few prop bets as well. Plus, I'll give you my top five list of Daytona 500 finishes. And we've got a couple of restaurant recommendations coming your way if you're coming down to Daytona and the World Center of Racing. Let's get things started with the recap of Media Day 2022. As we mentioned, we talked to a lot of the drivers, and the drivers had a lot on their minds. Some funny, some not so funny. But here are the highlights yesterday from the Daytona 500 Club here at the World Center of Racing
1: daytona 500 media day able to catch up with uh another one of the former champions here joey logano
3: congratulations dad Amelia love logano it's last her. sunday
4: yes
1: so
3: are, are we done now or are you going for the full over the wall pick i or hope or so should i ask Brittany
4: this question no i
3: think we're good you're good we're good guys i okay. think that's gonna be it <laughs> <laughs> i awesome. thought i was in with two
4: too so <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> okay all right well so no so, um, no but it's good everything's going great we're uh it's, it's nice um pretty cool to have a little baby girl uh we have a couple boys before that and so uh that's definitely that's changed the game immediately we're talking about (laughs) chase briscoe welcome to media day yeah i'm just glad to be here guys so for those that (laughs)
2: were not following along your social media timelines walk us through what happened because it was i don't think i've ever seen anybody have a hard time getting down here before
4: ever yeah so you guys know the saying buy on monday broke down on sunday that's (laughs) what happened to me on the fifth wheel i bought (laughs) Yeah, I bought this thing on Monday, and you know, was so excited. Me and the wife loaded it up. We're headed down Sunday. Left at 8 a.m., and we get on 95. And everybody that's drove on 95 knows it's probably the roughest road in America. And we hit, you know, where a bridge starts, and it kind of comes off the ground. Well, when it slams down, it shoots the leaf springs out of the thing. So then the U bolts are all bent. The axles shifted about 15 degrees back. And I look in the mirror, and this thing is sideways. So we sit on the side of the road for about four or five hours trying to figure out who to tow it or how to fix it. And finally, I was like, I'm going to get off the side of the road. So I chalked the back tire, backed the thing up about a foot to roll the axle back for that. Just so I happened to have one ratchet strap that was about a half inch, you know, nothing strong at all. And I just ratchet strapped the axles together as tight as I could and drove it to this little truck stop like a half mile away. And it still sits there today because they can't find anybody to go fix it or to tow it. Martin Truex Jr. is here. Hey, man, how are you? I'm doing good.
0: You and I were talking earlier, and you're part of the fishing competition here at Lake Lloyd. And you love to fish, and I know you love to hunt. What does that do for your mental place, especially if you've had a bad week at the racetrack? And how often do you prioritize getting to do those things at the racetrack?
1: You know, I, I try to live a pretty normal life. Um, I know racing is, you know,
2: it's a big deal and there's a lot of eyes and a lot of pressure and all that. But, you know, I think as I've gone through, the, through my career and been through a lot of ups and downs and started to have success and won a championship, I'm, I'm in a really good place where I, I'm, I figured out how to control what I can control
1: and not let the other stuff mess with me.
2: William Byron of Hendrick Motorsports is joining us.
4: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand you had an opportunity to be on the Prices Right when we went to LA for the Clash, right? <laughs> I guess, so. but you didn't even know what the show was. Not really. What? <laughs> I know. I know. I've never what are you talking about. I, I've not really watched that show. I know. I'm just so disappointed. Yeah. So you don't know the phrase actual retail
2: price without going over? No. No. no.
4: What are you talking? I was like she showed me the show I'm like I don't I don't get it. Get like out. You're, you're well, guessing. The show. Get out. <laughs> it was it was crazy. I watched like Family Feud is big was big in my household and like Dealer No Deal and Listen, you never lived until you've been involved in
2: a Showcase showdown, on
4: <laughs> Get ready everybody. Noah is here. Hey, what what do you got to say, Reddick? <laughs> Ask me something. How many how many chicks are you gonna pick up on the beach this week? I'm um, running. <laughs> where is this what uh where right is this airing? Off the rails. It's we're live. We're live, buddy. Yeah. Is this I mean, uh, us, you don't I don't have think to, they got uh, MRN. Give us a safe number. Like, uh, like you don't think they're the they're there's the girls on the listening. beach aren't listening
5: right yeah.
2: now? Oh the girls not the one on the no, beach. Not, not really the on the right beach. Now. Uh
4: yeah. yeah. No, I I'd rather not answer it. <laughs> how many but what about ocean deck? No, dude, I've been going to bed at ten o'clock every night. You can still go to the ocean deck four ten 10 or 10. Nah. I'm, that's what, that's yeah, what I'm focused and I'm dedicated. I've been on dry January. So dry trying to, January, trying to shed the freshman 40 off me. She's got to drink vodka and you know, Nah. That's what I've been doing to shed the weight. I just quit drinking so much beer. Can nah. you imagine him
6: walking up to the bar and asking for a vodka, vodka tonic? No, you can't
4: because he's going to bed at
6: ten o'clock. Well I don't know what's that, that very fun personalities, and one of them that we've been teasing
1: is joining us right now, and that would be Eric Jones. You know what? Real quick, Eric, uh show him your shoes. Grade, grade Eric Jones, grade the
6: <laughs> shoes. Of that. Huh? A Get some of that,
1: Chief. What do you mean? You don't like it? I didn't say I didn't like them.
6: They're, they're new. They're unique. What? Uh, He's proud of them. Brand is that. I don't know. I got them off Amazon. <laughs> I, I don't even know if they have a brand. They're Quicksilver. So they're, they're Quicksilver. Yeah. Is that good? You don't or is that know? that cheap stuff? No, it, it's good brand. but I don't think that's real.
1: <laughs> How do you not <laughs> know you the brand about? of
2: your shoes? I don't know. They're on Amazon, and they fit. Look, I got <laughs> wide hooves, man. I got to go with what I got. That Chase Briscoe story is just insane about what they've been through. He and Marissa, the baby, and all that. Let's hope his luck looks up, not only for the for the uh, blue-green vacation Duel with Daytona, but also for the Daytona 500 as well. Buying
1: a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Let's get you locked in on some odds
2: for the Daytona 500 and some prop bets. Here is producer Trey.
3: Well, Mike, this is certainly going to be a fun one. Last week, we talked about the Super Bowl, and this week, we've got the Super Bowl of NASCAR. And as always, with the big stuff like that, there are prop bets that you can bet on. Now, there aren't quite as many prop bets for the Daytona 500 as there are for the Super Bowl, but there are some fun ones Out there, you can obviously bet on who's going to win. That we'll get into in a second. But you can bet on the over under of the car number that's going to win this race. It's typically set around 12 and a half. So if you like Denny Hamlin, you're going on the under there. But if you like Alex Bowman being on the front row so many years in a row, You're obviously going to take the over there, and then you can bet on the car manufacturer. The Chevy certainly look fast in single car runs. Fords, man, the Toyotas, they need a little bit of speed, but they always find their way to the front. A couple that are interesting to look at that you can probably find. Closer to race day is the over/under on the cars involved in the big one, and it's typically set around nine and a half. Because sometimes you get these double-digit car crashes at Daytona, and if you think we're going to see a big one with these brand new cars, you definitely go for the over on that one. You can bet on how many laps the car, the race winner is going to lead. There are just tons of things that you can bet on this weekend for the Daytona 500. But more important than anything else is who's going to win the race. So I'm going to break this down in two little things here, just like I did for the Clash at the Coliseum a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to give you who I like as far as a dark horse goes, and then I'm going to give you my actual pick and look at some of the favorites to win the race. Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano at 8-1 and 9-1 to one are the favorites to win the Daytona 500, widely considered as the two best on super speedways in the sport right now. No surprise there. Kyle Larson right behind, and those odds might even uh, get a little seeper going into the weekend, considering that he won the pole for the race. But my dark horse for the race a dark horse won this race last year, his first ever career victory, and that was Michael McDowell. And guess what? He's my dark horse this year. Michael McDowell, shockingly, the defending Daytona 500 champion, the guy who always seems to find the front at these super speedway races. Is 66 to 1 to win the Daytona 500. Can you believe that? A year after winning the Daytona 500. Now, I love the story of Greg Biffle coming back and we don't even know as we record this if he's going to make the race. Greg Biffle has 50 to 1 odds and the defending Daytona 500 champion has 66 to 1 odds. Now I'm not going to sit here and predict that Michael McDowell is going to win back-to-back Daytona 500s, but at 66 to 1 odds, that's certainly something to look at, especially considering the speed he showed in the draft earlier this week in practice. Another dark horse that I like is Ricky Stenhouse at 25 to 1. He always finds his way to the front of these races. Just got to tame that aggression a little bit in the early stages. My pick to win the race, I think he's finally going to get done. I'm going with Kyle Busch in his last Daytona 500 in the M&M's. 18 car he is 16 to 1 to win the race he's had a couple of close calls or he wrecks out it seems he's either at the front at the end of the race or he wrecks out early we saw in the 2007 daytona 500 he was close to winning uh that 2016 race when it came down to hamlin and truex he was up there but kyle bush at 16 to 1 you picked him to win the clash mike i'm picking him to win the daytona 500 who you liking this weekend
2: Man, it's going to be hard to tell which way this is going to go. Who's your favorite? Who's the dark horse? I'll tell you. I'm liking Denny Hamlin's shot. I also like Hendrick Motorsports. My dark horse, Austin Sendrick. Going to make his initial run and the old number two there for Team Penske. And perhaps maybe Austin Cendrick, who was running well towards the end of last year's Daytona 500. Matter of fact, he led some laps, got some stage points, but got swept up in that last lap wreck. And I'm looking for Austin Cendrick to maybe make an impact on Sunday's Daytona Let me give you my top five Daytona five hundred finishes. This is a hard exercise. Some are obvious, some are, are not so obvious, but let's get the party started. This is this is Uncle Baggy's top five Daytona five hundred finishes number five.
5: At the start of Speed Week, it was inconceivable that anyone but Bobby Allison would win this Daytona 500 and Petty.
6: Through strategy and cutting and some sharp pit work is at the head of the field of the Daytona 500. He has taken the white flag and is in turn two. And a Bobble as he works his way midway up the banking and now exiting turn number two. Richard Petty with J.D. McDuffie
2: ahead of him who will not be a factor. Petty down the back stretch in control.
6: Richard Petty taking his classic line right out tight to the wall. Fans waving and screaming as he goes by. Richard Petty into the third turn, banking and on his way. The Petty Dynasty marches on at Daytona International Speedway. Richard Petty, high up against the wall, coming off turn four, looking for the checkered flag.
5: Richard Petty picks his
6: way out of that corner, drops down to the
5: apron of the track to give everybody else a little racing room. And ladies and gentlemen, this crowd is going wild at Daytona as Petty takes the checkered flag and wins the 23rd a annual track. Daytona 500. A, a trouble. turn
6: four, car number 22 up against the outside wall as Buddy Baker comes by on the low side with Dale Earnhardt. The car is against the wall out of harm's way. Everybody's slowing down as this one comes to a halt.
2: That's how it sounded February 15th, 1981. Mike Joy, Eli Gold, Dave Sutherland, Dave Despain, and Barney Hall with the call of Richard Petty's last win in the Daytona 500. That year, 1981, also saw Buick's first win since 1956. The King brought the Buick home and won the Daytona 500. That was also the debut of the Gen 3 race car. You know, we've been talking about the next-gen car here at Daytona. That was when they transitioned from the Gen 2 to the Gen 3. They ran the old car at the season opener at Riverside in California, but they dusted off the brand-new car. Some folks call them the old shoebox cars. Well, they made their debut there in February 1981.
1: Number four.
5: A little bit of a breakaway as they come down to see the white flag. One lap to go, but the scramble is on as they head down to turns one and two, Mark Martin, Kyle Busch, Greg Biffle, David Gilliland. Will they come back that way? Mark Martin trying to capture the race that's eluded him
1: for 23 years. Kyle Busch on the back bumper, determined to take it away. They're single file, the top four, on the bottom of the racetrack. Mark Martin off turn
6: two to the
2: Mark Martin brings the field to the back straightaway. Everybody in single file, the front two, front three cars. Here's Kyle Bush to the outside, to the inside. Martin throws the block. Bush slams into Harvick. Harvick's up the outside. Harvick's looking for the
1: win. Here comes Kevin Harvick. He draws even with Mark Martin. Side by side for the race leading
6: for the win. Martin down low. Kevin Harvick wheel to wheel. Bush spins off turn four. Kyle Busch spins. Matt Kenseth spins. But here comes the race to the Daytona 500 victory. At the stripe, Kevin Harvick gets it by inches. Comes out of nowhere. And Kevin Harvick is the 2007 Daytona 500 winner. Meanwhile, a calamity coming off turn four. Cars are spinning some upside
2: down. Been talking about the 2007 renewal of the Daytona 500. That was Barney Hall, Dave Moody, yours truly, Jeff Striegel, Joe Moore. That race had a little bit of everything. And in my opinion, that is one of the best 500s we've had. In a race that in the first half was pretty tame, but in the back half of that race Man, that's when all heck broke loose right there. Clint Boyer upside down and on fire. One of the biggest controversies coming out of that 500 when that crash happened that Jeff Striegel just described, had the caution flag come out immediately as the wreck broke loose, Mark Martin would have won the Daytona 500. But it was Kevin Harvick out dragging him to the start finish line and getting his win in the great American race.
5: Number three winding down in a hurry in the Daytona 500 now. Bobby Labonte gets right behind Earnhardt, sandwiches himself in there in a contention to win that $1 million bonus in the No Bull 5. Can he pull it off? He's working Earnhardt over in Turn 1.
6: Earnhardt shows the way back into Turn 1, hugging the inside of the racetrack with Bobby Labonte, a car links behind him. Mayfield rides along in 3rd now, then Ken Schrader in 4th, 5th is Rusty Wallace. The battle is going on for the 6 spot. Oh, and the struggle tr- off the turn. One car slides down to the inside at his late speed. He Contact with John Andretti. Both cars spin down to the inside of the racetrack as everyone else gets away. This is the race for the win of the Daytona 500. Fields in three. Earnhardt swings up to the top of Rick Mass, the lap car on the bottom of the racetrack. Dale Earnhardt puts on the block. Earnhardt slips off turn four back to the checkered flag. Earnhardt in front of Bobby Labonte. a lap car to the inside. Rusty Wallace make that Mayfield and Labonte banging for second to the stripe. Dale Earnhardt comes to the white flag and the caution flag, and Dale Earnhardt is going to win the Daytona 500. 500 In his 20th try, it'll be Earnhardt coming to the stripe, finally eluding the one prize in NASCAR racing that has eluded him the most over his illustrious career.
2: It's ironic that that's number three on the list. Dale Earnhardt powering his way to victory after 20 years of trying to win the Daytona 500. That one speaks for itself right there. Between everything going into the race, the questions, could he win it? He finally won it, coming to the caution flag when that crash happened out of turn number two. And obviously, Dale Earnhardt winning the Daytona 500 makes my top five list coming in position number three. Number two.
5: Here they come out of turn number four. The white flag is in Chip Warren's hand as he gets ready to display it to Donnie Allison. Kale just tucked in there. When will Yarborough make his move? They flash across the stripe and white flag for Donnie. Donnie Allison. They're back in turn one. Last lap. Donnie Allison is 20 car lengths back of Brother Bobby. Donnie leads Kale Yarbrough by two car lengths. They're one groove
6: from the top of the racetrack, and Kale's Bush Oldsmobile stays aligned right on the back bumper of Donnie Allison. They're out of turn two. They're down the backstretch. Here goes Kale on the inside. kale makes the move. He's down very close to the grass. Donnie tries to shot him off. Kale's in the grass. Kale loses it. He tries to pull it back. Donnie side by side. They make contact. Both head toward the wall. They hit the wall and turn number three. We'll have a new leader. Spinning. We've got them diving down into the infield now as we look for the leaders coming up the back straightaway. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. Here comes Richard Petty. He leads Darrell Waltrip by five car lengths. Five more links back to A.J. Foyt. Race traffic. Waltrip closes but Petty is up there. Caution is on the racetrack and it will be a battle back to the start finish line. Heavy traffic in three. Waltrip running right behind Petty. A.J. Foyt is right there. They move to the high side. They want to pass Ty Scott. Richard brings him to the four. Richard Petty takes the outside. He's got Darrell Waltrip close behind. Two car lanes back to A.J. Foyt. Richard Petty takes it into the tri He's
5: got the advantage right now. Here they come to the stripe. Richard Petty's STP Oldsmobile. Waltrip dives to the inside. Petty almost put him off in the grass and Richard Petty will win the Daytona 500. The Petty crew jumping up and down on pit road congratulating each other. This Daytona 500 has had it all. Donnie Allison, Cale Yarborough crash in turn three on that final lap. Jackie over in turn three. We interrupt for a moment, Cale and Donnie both out of the cars Bobby Allison has brought his car down there, a furious discussion taking place just down below the banks of turn number three and now it appears we may have a fist fight, we see drivers and helmets, safety officials trying to jump in there and separate them as tempers have really flared after this amazing incident on the final lap coming into turn number three, they, come, they battle on the ground at this time and we can't see as others come running in to surround and try to separate those drivers
2: that finish also speaks for itself right there. That is the finish that, in my opinion, did the most for the sport back in 1979. Heard all about the, the winter storm and the blizzard that broke loose in the Northeast. Nobody had anything to watch, so they turned on CBS. The first ever live flag-to-flag coverage of the Great American Race. And boy, did they see a dandy. Barney Hall, Mike Joy, Gary Gerald, Jackaroot, Eli Gold, the call there in 1979. I remember at the age of nine being snowed in in Milford, Delaware with a snow drift halfway up the picture window, about three and a half feet tall. Was watching on TV, was listening on MRN, and that whole Kyle Yarborough, Donnie Allison coming to the line and crashing on the back straightaway, Richard Petty coming from almost a half a lap behind to win that race, and that to me is the number two Daytona 500 on my list. Number one.
6: All right, it's down for a decision. This is it. We'll get one in one lap. The white flag comes out. Richard Petty in front. The STP Dodge, the Purolator Mercury, go through the tri-oval oval tri-oval area with Richard Petty by a half length. He goes into the first turn. Petty gets
5: out the groove. He gets a little high, then pulls it right down in the center of the groove this time. Here's Pearson knocking on the door. David chops it down to two car lengths. He's right on the bumper, pulls it up, and tightens it up. As they come out of the corner, they pass Dave Marcus. He is pulled up, and here he goes down to the inside on Petty. He shows
6: his nose to the inside. The Furulator Mercury, and now a slower car in the way. David Pearson has the lead going into turn number three. As they hit the banking, they're three abreast with a lap car. Pearson moves in front of the STP Dodge, Petty comes back to the inside, they almost touch as they move down low in the banking, they're going to be side by side as they exit the bank and head for the finish line. Richard Petty goes back in front, they both spin, they're in the wall, Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall, he's coming down toward the finish line, will he make it? He's still moving, the car stops 300, 400 feet shy of the finish line, Pearson is still running. Here's Petty trying to fire to come across the line. David Pearson moving down crew as they come to the stripe. The winner is car number 21. It's going to be, I believe, Pearson's victory. You'll just have to wait and see. An amazing finish. Richard Petty's car demolished in the front end, as well as car number 21. An unbelievable finish, a terrible crash. Both cars in the wall. Both drivers kept on going.
2: That finish right there, that is the OG of all Daytona 500 finishes right there. Ken Squire, Barney Hall in turn two. You had Jack Arood on the back straightaway. Dave Despain in turn number four, describing this one-on-one battle with two of the best in NASCAR at that time. If you remember... Those two, Pearson and Petty, that wasn't the first time that they didn't necessarily see eye-to-eye on the racetrack. And to me, that finish and those two drivers defined the 70s right there. And that 1976 Daytona 500 is the one that will forevermore be the number one Daytona 500 On my list. So in review, number one, 1976, number two, 1979, number three, 1998, number four, 2007, and number five, the 1981 renewal of the Daytona 500.
1: NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast.
2: Before we bring this episode of Wide Open to a close, if you're coming down to Daytona International Speedway, good for you because you're in rare company. Everything, everything is sold out here at Daytona infield. Stadium seating, we're not going to be able to shoehorn another person in here on Sunday for the 500, and you are one of the lucky ones to be able to get a ticket and watch the Great American Race in person. If you're traveling down and you're looking for a place to eat, allow me to recommend two spots. If you want breakfast and you want a good one, Wheel it on in to Port Orange and go to Flapjacks. It is right there in a strip mall right next to the Publix, right there on uh, on Williamson and Dunlawton, You will be glad you did, and you might want to buckle up for the hottest cup of coffee that will ever cross your lips. That's a great way to get a 500 morning or a 300 morning started. Head on over to Flapjacks. If you have some nighttime opportunity to uh, indulge in some eats and you like seafood, My stop for crab legs is the Charlie Horse. It's up near Ormond Beach. It's right there on A1A. uh, Seating is limited, and you will have to wait unless you hit it just right. But if you're a fan of of, of seafood, they have uh, the all-you-can-eat snow crab special. Swing on in there and you will be glad that you did. Folks, we are so excited that we're opening up another season. We're excited to be back at Daytona International Speedway. Motor Racing Network has you covered all weekend long with the Blue Green Vacations Duel Daytona. We've got the next year at 250 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series on Friday. We've also got the Beef. It's What's for Dinner 300 on Saturday. And of course, the Daytona 500 on Sunday. NASCAR Live Race Day on the air one thirty p.m. Eastern for the Great American Race. On behalf of the rest of the MRN crew and for producer Trey. I'm the Bagman. Enjoy your race weekend. We'll chat with you again at the racetrack but also on NASCAR Live Tuesday coming up this Tuesday night right here on MRN. Until then, so long everyone and enjoy the great American race.
1: NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information visit toyotaracing.com NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country, offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel. This show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast.